0: Romans chapter 13, is Paul referencing human government or is the Apostle Paul referencing church government? What was the message that the Apostle Paul was attempting to convey to those in the church at Rome? We'll discuss all these things and more today on the Acts Network podcast. And we're back for another episode of the Acts Network podcast. And today we're going to discuss Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. Uh, who was Paul referring to? Was it human government or was it church government? Um, the other evening I had the uh, opportunity to sit down and watch a video uh, recording of Pastor Tony Spell, an apostolic pastor out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, as he addressed a committee of the Louisiana legislature. And something that really stuck out to me uh, was uh, his uh, position on Romans chapter 13, and as he was asked questions about Romans chapter 13 and what, uh, what the context was and how he interpreted that scripture. Uh, by one of the committee members, uh, Pastor Spell uh, made the comment that uh, Romans chapter 13 was referring to church governance and had nothing to do with human government at all. And um, so it, it's my position that Pastor Spell uh, has misinterpreted uh, Romans chapter 13 And uh, so I want to talk about that for a few minutes today. We did reach out to Pastor Spell and uh, ask him if he would like to be on the podcast to address um, his position on Romans chapter 13, and uh, thus far he has declined to do so. And so we're going to take those uh, first seven uh, verses there in Romans chapter 13, and and we're going to discuss those today and, and see if we can put those into proper context. Um. It's very, very important as uh, ministers of the gospel that uh, we do as Paul instructed and we study to show ourselves approved, not unto men, but unto God. Uh, it's very, very important that when we convey something from Scripture, uh, when we teach something to a body of believers, we need to make very, very sure um, that we are quoting Scripture properly, uh, but in addition to that, that we are teaching what the Bible teaches, uh, and we're not going off on some rabbit trail and misinterpreting Scripture. I do want to preface uh, what I'm going to be saying uh, with this statement here. Uh, In no way is this podcast an attack on Pastor Tony Spale. Uh, This is a rebuttal uh, to his position of Romans chapter 13. Uh, But we love Pastor Tony Spell. Uh, We admire the work that he has done there in the city of Baton Rouge. And uh, we have no alt against uh, Pastor Spell. He is our brother in Christ. Uh, But, you know, the Bible does instruct us uh, that we must rightly divide the word. And when given an opportunity to do that, uh, we must do that. Again, it is our position that uh, Pastor Spell's interpretation... Of Romans chapter 13 uh, poses a grave danger uh, if it's interpreted in that fashion. And so what I want to do is just go through the first seven verses today, and let's really discuss uh, what Paul is trying to convey uh, in this uh, passage of Scripture. In Romans chapter 13, verse 1, it says, "'Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers.'" For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. And so Pastor Spell's position is that the higher powers is referring to uh, the kingdom of God. And that the word ordained of God is referring to a ministerial ordination. And uh, again, it's our position that this is a gross misinterpretation of Scripture. Uh, There when it talks about. Uh, the higher powers. Uh, The same word in the Greek uh, is used in Matthew chapter uh, 9 and verse number 6, and this is what it says. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, then saith he to the sick of palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thy house. And again, we see the same Usage of this scripture in Matthew chapter 8, verse 9. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. And so, again, that word there, power, uh, is also interpreted as authority. And the word ordained used in this passage of Scripture uh, is the same word that is used in Matthew 28 and 16. Then the disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And so again, we see this passage of Scripture uh, showing us that this word is translated as ordained, set in place to be determined or to be appointed And so it doesn't have anything to do with ministerial ordination. Uh, Verse number two goes on to read, Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Verse number three, For the rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. Now here in Romans chapter 13, verse number 3, the word ruler is used. And if you go to Luke 23 and 13, and Pilate when he had called together the chief priest and the rulers and the people, and so again, we see that the way this scripture is being used is it's referring to people in authority in an earthly government; those that uh, make decisions in a societal uh, format to interpret Romans chapter thirteen, verse number three, as saying that apostolic ministry or the fivefold ministry are rulers. Uh, would be out of harmony with the rest of Scripture because we understand that apostolic uh, positions and apostolic authority comes from a position of servanthood. And so again, we feel that uh, Pastor Spell has grossly misinterpreted the Scriptures. Uh, Apostolic ministers are not rulers. We are not called to be rulers of God's bride. Uh, but we are called to be servants, to be pastors, teachers. Uh, and this is the role that we must fulfill. Now, going on in reading in Romans chapter 13, verse number 4, For he is a minister, or he is the minister of God to thee for good. For if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Now I want us to look at that for a minute. Again, Pastor Spell's position is that in verse number 4, for he is a minister of God, that this is a ministerial position, that this is referring to a minister in church government. But if you go on to read the passage of Scripture, it says, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Now, the problem we have with this uh, is this, is that nowhere in the Bible is apostolic ministry called to bear a sword of wrath, nor is apostolic ministry called to be a revenger for the Lord or to execute wrath upon those that do evil. Now, what we do understand is that there is a sword to be born in human government, and we do understand that they are the revengers that execute wrath in the earth, Uh, meaning that apostolic ministry does not have the authority nor the power to sentence one to death. Uh, Apostolic ministry uh, does not have the power to send people to prison uh, for the remainder of their God-given life. But we do understand that the human construct of government is given the authority by God to execute his wrath upon the unjust in society, meaning that human government has the authority to sentence people to prison, uh, to sentence people to community service, to sentence people to pay fines. Uh, they have the authority and also to uh, execute a death sentence upon an individual. Uh, something that apostolic ministry does not have the authority to do. So apostolic ministers are not called to be uh, 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 revengers or avengers. Uh, we're not called to execute any type of wrath upon the bride of Christ or to execute wrath upon unbelievers. Verse number five says, Wherefore ye must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. So what he's saying is don't just obey the laws of the land simply because you're looking to avoid wrath, but do this for conscience sake. Do this because this is the right thing to do. Verse number six goes on to say, For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Now, the word used in chapter, uh, in verse number 6 of chapter 13, for this cause pay ye tribute. I, I would hope that Pastor Spell's position is Is not that this is referring to tithe and offering, uh, because if it is, then, then, then we have a problem here, because this word that is translated from the Greek into the word tribute means a tax, an assessment, or a toll. So we understand that church government does not have the authority to levy a tax, an assessment, or to charge a toll to believers or to non-believers. We do understand that this word uh, used properly uh, in the form of taxation or a toll or an assessment, this authority is given to human government. All right, And so we cannot translate this word uh, into tithing. And so Pastor Spell uh, has a problem there. Uh, if he's going to teach that somehow uh, apostolic ministry has the authority to uh, cause one to pay tribute or a tax or a toll. He says, for they are God's ministers attending continually. The word ministers there means, again, a servant or one who is an attendant. Now, verse number seven says, Render, therefore, to all their dues tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. The word dues there is used in Matthew 18 and 32 and again in Romans 13 and 7. In Matthew 18 and 32, it says, Then his Lord, after that he had called him and said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all thy debt because thou desirest me. So here we see that this word is translated into debt, render therefore to all their dues. So again, uh, is Pastor Spell's position that somehow the saints of the church of God uh, owe a debt to apostolic ministry? Do we incur debt to the fivefold ministry? I would think not. Uh, tribute to whom tribute. So again, the word tribute there is a tax, a toll, or an assessment made by a government entity. Then he says to whom uh, tribute is due, custom to whom custom. The word custom there. All right, when we talk about this custom, we can go to Luke 18 and 5. Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Now, go to Matthew chapter 10, verse number 22. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end the same shall be saved. Then we can go to Revelations one and eight. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come. Fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. And if you look at the word honor there, that's being used, it's a price, something that is precious, a sum. So Romans chapter two verse seven says to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. So no matter how we interpret this scripture, you cannot change the meaning. And so for Pastor Spell to take the position that somehow this is referring to church government uh, would mean that that, uh, The church and the authority of the church, which is ministry, has the ability to make an assessment or levy a toll or a tax upon the members of the church. It says that we would owe dues to the ministry. None of these things are tithing. None of these things are offerings. Therefore, we cannot interpret this passage of Scripture to imply such. And so, we believe that Pastor Spell's position of Romans chapter 13 is extremely wrong, and Paul is referring to uh, human government and not church governance. Now, another thing that Pastor Spell uh, mentioned in this uh, meeting with these government officials is he says, Romans chapter 13, verse 8 states, "'Owe no man anything.'" what he is saying is if you were to take this scripture literally that we could not have a mortgage that we could not have a car note, we could not incur any type of debt or financing. but see this passage of scripture is not talking about that. oh no man anything. what he is saying here is if you have incurred a debt, if you owe a tax, If you owe a toll or an assessment has been levied against you, he's saying pay that debt. Do not continue to owe them. Do not neglect to pay what is owed, but owe no man nothing. Pay your debts. That is the proper interpretation of this passage of Scripture. Another thing that I found uh, to be very, very uh, concerning was Pastor Spell stated that to wear a mask during this pandemic is to bear a false witness, that if one wears a mask, if a believer wears a mask over their face uh, to avoid getting the virus, that you are transgressing against the Word of God, that you are bearing a false witness. Uh, From the passages that I read in the book of Exodus, and the passages that I read in the New Testament concerning bearing a false witness against your neighbor. It means to bear a false testimony against him. And so uh Pastor Spell's position is if I wear a mask, then I am telling uh my neighbor I am safe to be around. And therefore, uh, I am telling a lie or I'm bearing a false witness. And this is simply not the case. This is, this is, uh, this is a gross negligence and abuse of scripture. Wearing a mask during a pandemic has nothing to do with bearing a false witness or bearing a false testimony. Because an individual wears a mask over their face, they're not stating that it is impossible to get the virus. They're not stating that somehow they are safe to be around. But they are simply wearing a mask, number one, because in some locations it is a mandate. And government is asking us to do this for the benefit of society, uh, to avoid the spreading uh, of this virus as much as possible. Uh, It's not a prevention, but it is Part of mitigating its spread. Uh, so, to suggest that because a believer is wearing a mask, somehow he has transgressed against the Word of God and is bearing a false witness, uh, again, that is a very dangerous position for one to take. And so, we believe that Pastor Spell uh, is in error in the way that he interprets bearing a false witness and uh, comparing that with wearing a face mask as well as we believe he is in gross error, the way he interprets Romans chapter 13. Uh, When you read Romans chapter 13 in its original text, in the Greek, there is no way, there is simply no way that one could leave from reading those passages and even remotely think that it's referring to church governance it's just it, it has nothing to do with church governance absolutely nothing and so um again uh for most of our listeners out there um, they're not Greek scholars they're not biblical theologians so it's our desire to keep things as simple as possible to use uh as much in layman terms as we possibly can uh when teaching scripture uh to to the believers and to the unbelievers alike uh, so, so we believe in keeping it simple, but, but for Pastor Spell to take this position, um, it's, it's just, it's completely wrong. And again, we, we open up an invitation if Pastor Spell would like to come on the podcast and, uh, defend his position with scripture. Uh, we would love to hear that. Uh, so for those of you out here that have heard, uh, his position, uh, we encourage you to go and study and read Romans chapter 13. Uh, We encourage you to go read uh, in Exodus and in places in the New Testament where Christ forbids us from bearing a false witness against our brother or our sister. Uh, Again, uh, we are not taking uh, a posture or a position uh, against Pastor Spell personally. Again, he's our brother in Christ. We love him. We respect the work that he has done there in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, but when it comes to Scripture, uh, we must defend Scripture, and we must we must uh, make sure that Scripture is rightly divided, that Scripture is taught in its proper context. Uh, hermeneutics is very, very, very important. We are the stewards of God's Word, and uh, we need to make sure that we handle the Word of God very delicately uh, we cannot just attempt to use scripture to fit our narratives or our thoughts or our ideas uh, so many times uh, you hear uh, people that that have a good thought and in order to uh, propagate or convey their thought uh, they want to use certain scriptures. Uh, to lay a foundation for that, and 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 then when you study, you find well, this scripture really doesn't have anything to do with the thought that they were trying to convey. And again, it's a misuse of scripture. It's very, very dangerous. Uh, it's a breeding ground for false doctrine. And if we're going to interpret. Uh, our positions concerning Acts two thirty eight, or uh, Deuteronomy six and four, Deuteronomy twenty two and five, or any of the other fundamental apostolic doctrines, we've got to make sure that we treat the rest of the Word of God with the same reverence. Uh, and and uh, again, uh, Paul said, "Study to show thyself approved." So I would encourage you to study the Scriptures. I would I would encourage you to pray. Uh, while studying the scriptures to make sure that you arrive at the place that scripture would have you arrive at. Uh, We love you. And we're thankful for all of our listeners out there. We would encourage you to share this podcast. And if there's anyone that would like to submit a rebuttal or that they also hold the position that Pastor Spell does, that Romans chapter 13 is referring to uh, church governance, please reach out to us via the website www.theactsnetwork.com or you can email us at info at theaxnetwork.com. We look forward to next time. God bless you.